live in front of a national studio audience. It's on Tilt Sports. Clay Helton has been let go at USC. Uh, Exciting news for all the Trojans out there. Exciting news for college football. Let's face it, uh, it is better when there are more predominantly great blue bloods that are actually great at the time. You know, coming into this week after Saturday, I was thinking about doing a little segment. What are we doing? What are we doing? Miami, USC. Come on, guys. You you let these coaches drag you down. Just mediocrity all over the place. At best, some of it much worse. You got to figure it out. You got to back up the Brinks truck and hire the coach. And finally, it appears USC is headed in that direction. And I can't tell you, man, when I got the text, I I felt like we won a Rose Bowl. I legit am not kidding you. 100% felt like I won the Rose Bowl. uh, And I was on cloud nine the rest of the day. One of my three favorite pastimes in life is speculating about USC's new coach when we fire an inevitably bad hire that we let be our coach too long. So I cannot wait. Uh, Where did you first hear? Was it from me? You get it somewhere else? Uh, from you, man. From you. You get you get more notifications on this stuff than I do. So you texted me, and uh, I immediately started Googling stuff, and uh, it was exciting. I mean, first of all, just uh, to you as a, as a Trojan alum and a huge fan, congratulations. Uh, this Thank finally you. happened. Um, you know, just, just uh, a lot of emotions for me. At, at first, my first initial reaction was like, oh, thank God, finally, this is happening. Second reaction was like, what the fuck is this timing? I mean, week two of the season. I mean, this could have been done four years ago, but but whatever. Who cares? Who cares about the timing? They, you knew they'd screw up the timing, anyways. I'm just glad that he's gone, and glad that we have someone new to look forward to, and uh, hopefully some good times ahead in uh, the USC Trojan future. Absolutely, good times ahead in Troy. Uh, and really, yes. I mean, it's hilarious to me how every single news outlet referenced what a nice guy he is was, and that's all fact. That's all true. But at a certain point, you don't hire a football coach because he's nice. In fact, never is that the case. It's probably a bad sign. You can project a good outward appearance. You can be friendly with people. But at the end of the day, it's wins and losses in college football. Can you develop talent? Can you bring the talent in in the first place? Those two things. And it seemed that he struggled at points to do the front end of that, bringing in talent, some of those terrible recruiting classes. And most certainly, I have not seen... A lot of players in recent memory in USC actually improve in their time with us. There's a few people just on their own accord. Like, they figured it out in spite of the coaching staff how to get better and develop over time and become first and second round draft picks. That is not something that we can rest on our laurels and just assume people are going to do. We have to have coaches who can coach these kids up. So, um, yeah, man, the, the timing is weird. You're right. So just to address that real screw quick. It. Screw it. Screw the timing. I mean, who cares? They oh, got yeah. it done. So let's just celebrate. <laughs> no, for sure, man. It's, um, you know, when it didn't happen Sunday, I thought, oh, shoot, we're going to be stuck with him through another week. Maybe we'll lose at Washington State. These kids are clearly not that motivated. The blame game's going around. But my God, Monday at two o'clock. Thank you. So uh, let's just dive in. Uh, and I want to pick your brain on Man, I have somewhere in the teens here of a number of coaches I want to run by you. But I'm going to start with you. Uh, Do you have any obvious places USC should go? Uh, Who should their first call be to right now, today? Um, can I say Bill Belichick? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, man, I got I got a whole list here. I mean, you know, first calls. You know, obvious choices. This might seem a little crazy, but I mean, like, you know, um, 
Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. I, that's insane because I know that that they just announced they're going to the SEC, uh, what, 2025, I believe. Um, so that's more incentive for him to stay there. But I mean, if you guys are willing to back up the Brinks truck for him, like, like Oklahoma's not willing to do, then... You know, I could see him. He seems like a young, good-looking guy. I could see him wanting to give California a shot. You know, live out there with Sean McVay and and see what that's like. Um, you know, the, uh, other than him, I mean, you know, kind of um, Chris Peterson. He, he's a TV analyst now. You know, he he. Uh, you know, quote unquote, retired from Washington a few years ago. You know, rumors were he couldn't quite handle the the modern day player. I think we talked about this on on our first pod. Um, you know, didn't like the transfer portal and, and kids being prima donnas and all that. So that doesn't quite you know line up with with taking the USC job. But hey, man, USC job is one of those you know top four, five, six, seven jobs in the country. Pretty. Um, you know, pretty attractive job for him. Maybe Bob Stoops is another guy that does TV now. Um, recently coached in the XFL a few years ago. Um, his team was looking good. That league was looking good before it got shut down by COVID. Um, you know, one name I'll throw out to you is that was a hot name. Not really quite sure now. Matt Campbell, um, the, the hot name at Iowa State right now. Seems like he's a really good CEO, you know, type guy slash motivator, just a real grown up. Um, but Iowa State hasn't looked that good lately. They barely beat Northern Iowa. They just lost to Iowa. They had high expectations. But it's Iowa State, though. I mean, wh- what can you really do with Iowa State? Who, who, was, what has anybody ever done with I- Iowa State? So, I don't know. And real quick, the last name I'll throw out before I let you respond here is um, Matt Rule, and he just got to the just got to the Carolina Panthers. Just got Sam Darnold. You know, I, I'd love to see what he can do here in Carolina. I live in Charlotte now. Just went to the game on Sunday. Um, I, I love him. Think kind of like Campbell, really good CEO, motivator. Just seems like a just like a really cool dude and some guy that I would love to hang out with. I, I would love to go play for him. And you know, if they're willing to back up the Brinks truck for him, he's been in college before. Was at Temple and Baylor. You know, it wouldn't be the craziest thing for him to to jump ship from the NFL and go back to college. That'd be cool. My reaction to Lincoln Riley and Matt Rule. Whoa, whoa! I would okay. love either of those guys. Okay. Uh, of course, I mean. So would anyone. Like, like that, yeah, and especially being frustrated with the direction of my program the last three, four, five, six years. Um, I mean, Sands, the Rose Bowl, that's fantastic. Without Sam Darnold, Clay Helton had like a fifty-nine percent win percentage, which is absurd at US. Sam yeah. Darnold made US or made Clay Helton's career. He helped him get to oh, yeah. this point, got him this far. Yeah, Clay, yeah. Clay owns or owes that guy uh, quite a few dinners and uh, bottles of champagne. But if, if he, he would have played, if he would have played Sam Darnold, you know, the beginning of that season and not Max Brown, they could have been in the playoff potentially. And he, you know, things could be way different than they even they are now. So. Absolutely, man. Uh, and success breeds success. So when you have some of those really stellar seasons, yeah, it can keep your job a little bit longer. Uh, obviously, we give that guy a long leash. But going back to your guys, Lincoln Riley, I didn't even have my on my list. I didn't even think of that because it's just so far fetched. If it were to happen, of course, that's fantastic. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, you know Cliff Kingsbury when he was USC's O coordinator for like three days. Um, you know, like you said, good looking, smooth talking guy. Uh, coming out to California, uh, living that life, that'd be fantastic. But I just don't see the reason for him to leave there. Matt Rule, um, what did he get to the NFL like a, uh, two years ago? Is that right? Two years this is ago, his sec- second year. Se- oh, just started second his second year. year. So it, okay. it, it, would, it would be a bad look to jump after two years. But he was only at Baylor for maybe three, I think. I think his third year, they went 11-1, and he, he jumped there. So wouldn't be the craziest thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd love that. Uh, I agree with you with the CEO role. Uh, he's he's a player's coach in many respects. At least he gives yes. off that appearance. Um, great success at Baylor in spite of some difficulties there. Great success at Temple to get the Baylor job originally. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the NFL's a, a elite club. It's not for everybody. And he may fall out of love with it. He may ultimately not have that much success with it. And I think at that point he'd come back. But I just don't see it happening right now, although I would be thrilled. Uh, let's go to the top two uh, that you said in terms of, like, older home run ish coaches uh that you can kind of take to the bank um let's start with chris peterson so usc and chris peterson have a nice flirtatious history uh uh, we don't really know who dumped who uh when we were looking at making you know a new hire uh at the time we were like uh i don't know chris peterson can he handle the la media market like you were saying can he deal with some of these bigger ego players and not up in boise idaho ah no let's hire steve sarkeesian um so that's the idea of what went on. But also you hear that Chris Peterson may not have genuinely been that interested. And because he didn't seem to be like falling over himself to interview or get the job, I think USC at the time with that big ego was like, oh, well, we're not going to deal with this guy. He's not blessed to be in our presence. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't see him coming out of his current role. Um, he's an administ- administrator for the University of Washington. Um, obviously, Jimmy Lake's got his own problems there. Maybe he'll step in and save that program again. Or he's just going to continue not living that football life. He has a nice house in Boise. He's got more money than he could have ever dreamed of. He's going to be all right. Uh, Bob Stoops, interesting one. Retired from Oklahoma after winning a natty, several, several years after winning a natty, because his dad, uh, apparently this played a big role, was a football coach, died on the sideline. And he's like, hey, I don't want to be like that. You know, I'm going to ride off into the sunset, take some studio jobs, he's commentating, and now then taking the XFL role. I know Clayton, by the way, Alert, big XFL guy. Uh, so Bring the XFL you. back, baby, please. <laughs> what a product, man. Those games were exciting. Those guys played hard. The rules, man, freaking COVID. Come on, man. Anyways, we'll do that for Can another episode. Can you tell episode. me the team name of Bob Stoops? Uh, oh, my go? gosh. Dallas. It was Dallas, right? I have no Rough idea. Rough Riders or something? Does that sound okay, right? that, that sounds right. Yeah, Rough Riders, or I think. Rough Saskatchewan from the CFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe man. both. Who knows? Okay, so let's dive in here. I want to throw some things to you unsolicited and rapid fire. You know, give a little tidbit on some of these guys if you want. But if you're just like, absolutely not, you can shut it down right there. I sorted these into a few categories. I got an LOL category because I heard some names on talk radio this morning that are effing absurd. Uh, Not in the sense that we can't get them, but like, why would we want them? We haven't fallen that far, have we? Uh, somewhat realistic contenders we got the trojan tree i'm just going to tell you right now that's a straight up no from me sark lane oh pete carroll's gonna leave the seahawks jack del rio jeff fisher stop it i know you're a Titans fan. we gotta get away from that that's done that's done so there there's a category we're not doing it (laughs) there you Uh, go (laughs) and then under the radar home run hires all right let's start with the contenders. Uh, you referenced two of the former big-time college football coaches with Bob Stoops and Chris Peterson. Urban Meyer, he, he just played, he's coached one game in Jacksonville. It's something yeah. we're speculating as a joke, I think, that he would want to leave that. Is there any shot in hell that happens? Man, you know, I was thinking about that last couple days, and... You know he, he's he's probably he's probably thinking to himself like man really I I just took this Jaguars job I've wanted the USC job for the last couple of years and now it's finally open and I'm here you know it's just one of those things you know Liam you're a business guy you know like like with any business any company I see it with my company you know just bailing bailing after one year and as as a football coach at, at any level high school college pro is is just not a good look um, you know it kind of questions 
questions him as a person, whether he's really in it for, for, you know, you know, the team building a program, whatever the university, or if it's just him being selfish in it for himself. So, you know, I, I would, I get why he would want to leave, but it, it, I don't think it would be a great look. And I mean, I, I also would love to see what he can build in Jacksonville. I love that he has Trevor Lawrence. Um, I want to see what he can do there, but um, just kind of, kind of bad timing with urban and, and uh, this USC job opening, unfortunately. A hundred percent. And the timing is really unique. Um, you know, I'll circle back at the end and kind of explain my thoughts on that. Well, you know, why it happened week two. I think a lot of good actually of that, uh, rather than just stalling this, the new early signing period becomes an issue. Uh, the interim coach, by the way, Dante Williams, uh, our head recruiter. So, you know, there's some strategy behind that rather than plugging the O coordinator, D coordinator in there. So there's some continuity there. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I don't think he'll factor in ultimately unless he like runs the table and man, that would be great. But at the same time, super frustrating because you're always taking a chance on these guys. And this isn't a hire that USC can't afford to miss on. So urban Meyer, right. that would be a no miss, but man, yeah, he's been flighty throughout his career, retiring for medical reasons, coming back his, his family, not happy about him coming back to coach. Um, yeah. real interesting, but I, I agree with you. I think he stays in Jacksonville unless the wheels really fall off that. But then again, they weren't expected to do much this year or maybe even not next year. That's a build a program or build an NFL team up kind of thing three, four years out. Um, let's go to somewhat realistic contenders. These names have been tossed around quite a bit. Let's start with maybe one of your favorites, a little tongue in cheek there, James Franklin. Yeah, I, I had him on my list. Um you know, it, it's hard for me to say about James Franklin. You know, to be honest to the listeners, I don't follow, I don't follow Penn State. From what I see on from Franklin on TV, n- not a real likable guy, kind of snarky. I, I don't know, man. What do you think about James? Uh, he's been kicked around in the past as the potential, you know, heir in waiting. Uh, would he jump out of Pennsylvania? I think he's a native Pennsylvania guy. Uh, it says Penn State's been his dream job. I mean, built Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt rather up to make I think three bowls in a row, which they impressive, yeah. So I mean, he, he can coach football. He can coach football. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, he X's and O's on the field. He's a good coach. I'm not going to say he's not, but it's it's more with college, especially. It's more about just coaching football. It's about being likable, relating to the kids, the families. That's where I question him sometimes. But you know, I don't know him that well, so. Yeah, and who knows, you know, hypothetically he comes in, what kind of staff does he surround himself with to maybe make up for some of those areas he's not as strong in? Um, you know, I would be moderately okay with that. Uh, I would be okay with anybody, frankly, at this point with a pulse. Um, we'll take a flyer I'd be okay on with somebody. Him. But yeah. it, it's not quite as exciting as some of these others. Uh, it feels like the real safe one. You know, he's going to win you 9, yeah. 10, maybe 11 games once in a while, maybe 8 one season. And he's going he's gonna to run a fairly clean program. He's going to stay straightforward, maybe get excitable at some points. But yeah, I think sometimes those moments where he's been a bit snarky in interviews, I mean, who hasn't? But I, I see it more with him sometimes and uh, how that might come out. All right, moving on to the next. Uh, we'll stay in the Midwest. And in this case, we're going to stay with a guy who is a born and bred Ohioan, Luke Fickle. Nice. I like I like Luke Fickle. Um, has built up that Cincinnati program, looking really good. Um, does have a really good quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who who I like. Um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's he, he had, oh, Luke also had that one year at Ohio State. He was kind of like a in, in between year. I think it was the year between Trestle and Urban Meyer. They went like seven and six, but you can't hold that against him. But you know, he's built up Cincinnati to be a really good program in the top 10, 20 um, with with them right now, and looking good. I mean, he's he looks shows he can build a program. So I, I would like that hire. Don't know a ton about him, but from what I've seen at Cincinnati, looks like he'd be pretty solid. Guy can coach ball. Um, interesting, yeah. though, that, again, native Ohioan on Ohio State staff was the interim coach, did not do well, but that was before Urban came in. You know, he was working under Urban for a while, stayed in in the state, Cincinnati, uh, taking that job and has done tremendously. They're moving to the Big 12. Is that going to be exciting enough for him to Ooh, stick around? I've actually forgot about that. And, I mean, Cincinnati to the Big 12 still is not as attractive as USC. So I don't, I don't see that being a huge not. factor in, in keeping him around. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, last little tidbit there. Big connection. USC's athletic director the last two years, Mike Bone. Hired Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. That's right. Okay. Okay. I forgot about that. There we go. That might be his first call. Um, As a USC fan, I like it. I like it quite a bit. I don't know if I'm in love with it. Um, But then again, we weren't in love with Pete Carroll when that happened. He was like the fourth choice. We wanted Dennis Erickson and a few others. So, um, (laughs) you know, what do I know? What do we know about any of this? But it's fun to (laughs) speculate. Uh, All right, let's get into the last two somewhat realistic contenders before the the under-the-radar home run hires. PJ, row the boat, Fleck. Row it, baby. You know me, Liam. I love me some PJ Fleck. You know, his antics, a little over the top, a little bit intense for me sometimes. I do admire his his energy and his his just upbeat, you know, approach to life. I wish I could be like that, but... um, I think he'd be a home run hire. I think he would he would just knock it out of the park. He's built Minnesota to be a pretty good program, pretty good team there. Um, just just a really good leader, CEO. Sounds like he could be president of the United States, president of the world. I don't think he sleeps at all. I think he's just awake twenty four seven, just going going one hundred miles an hour all the time. So I think that his personality would would work great in L A. Um, he does a lot of like corporate public speaking up there in Minneapolis. Um, I think he could get into to a lot of different stuff in L A. besides football. And I, you know, Liam, you probably remember, I think I predicted him to be the head coach at USC when they traveled to Oxford, Mississippi here in a few years, 2026, I think is the year I want to say. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if that came true. I would love me some PJ Fleck. That is crystal ball right there. Uh, and I do <laughs> recall that. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, if he's hired this upcoming year, as long as he doesn't royally screw it up, he'll probably be there at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, row the boat for sure. Uh, I, I like this guy. I like this guy quite a bit. He's excitable. We need somebody who can excite the fan base again. The Coliseum, and yeah, you can say a lot of USC fans fair weather. Fact, fact, I will give you that. Anybody yes. in California, sorry, Southern California, where there's a lot of stuff to do, you better be winning. You better be entertaining. I'm sorry, but we're not in the middle of North Dakota. You know, we're not the only show in town. We have two NFL The weather's nice. Street, man. The, the beach is pretty nice. cool. Staples Center's right there. We got a lot going on. So yep. in part, I think also just to go back to the reason of the timing, the fact that the Coliseum emptied out in the middle of the third quarter when we were 17 and a half point favorites to the level it did, I think that did hold some sway here. And the worst part about Saturday night, I think I texted you, I didn't feel much. Uh, I, in the past, my weekend's ruined. My week's ruined. When we have one L and I didn't yep. care, you know, I got to the yep. point that it was just apathy. So that was the final straw. Also shout out Bill Plaschke roasting column in the LA times uh, came out Sunday, 
think it may have had something to do with that little extra piece to push him over the edge. Yeah, normally I don't really love his stuff, actually, to be honest with you. But okay. it worked. It worked. Um, put Stanford USC 2021 down as one of my top 10 games of all time for forever changing the trajectory of this school. Yes, um, dude. I, I, we, we, were, we were talking last week about, I was like, man, I, I like that number, only minus 17 to get Stanford, and then you got I'm like, man, that is just not a good look. Hey, w- one more thing. I want to go back to PJ Fleck real quick. Yeah. You know, the, the question with him, he had, a, had a, a great season at Western Michigan his last year, built that program up to be one of the top uh, group, group of five programs in the MAC up there. The question with him was, you know, can can his antics, can his, you know, row the boat slogan, is that going to work at, at a power five school with, with you know, more, more uh, you know, high profile recruits, better players? Are they going to be able to buy into that stuff? So far, it's worked pretty decent at Minnesota. I feel like the fans have bought into it. The players have seemed to buy into it. Do you think that you, your buddies, the USC Nation, Southern California, can buy into you know a, a kind of cheesy, silly slogan such as "Row the Boat" and get behind that? And again, you know, I, I mean, if you guys win games, I'm sure everybody's going to love it. But initially, do you think people are going to buy into that stuff? Great question. Uh, I was just going to say I'll buy into any antic that is a W. Uh, so give there we me go. All the Win- winning cures all. You, you can have whatever slogan you want if you're winning games. So hey, you're right. absolutely. But I'll tell you, I floated this idea actually. I think halfway through the San Jose State game this year uh, to a group thread with some graduates, and uh, I got a little bit of pushback for the he's got to drop that you know or row the stuff. That's a little bit. I guess rubbing some people the wrong way. Personally, sure. I don't care. I think some people view it as row the boat versus fight on. I think they can kind of coexist. Miami has the turnover chain. That's like not their slogan. It's just a part of what they do. Uh, and yeah, yeah, PJ's a character, man. He's nutty. You're right. He doesn't sleep. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but I'll take anything that excites his fan base. And more importantly, gets W's. So I, I'm yes. into it. Um, moderately plus into that. I'm going to try to grade these on just a ridiculous scale that's not consistent. That's my rating there. Uh, there this one may be less realistic than any. I heard it at first and I thought that sounds wacky. But the more I think about it, man, this sounds good to me. Mario Cristobal. Mm, I, I, I thought about him today. I, I, I like it. If, if he was willing to jump ship, I like it. But I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked. He, he, he's, he's in your conference. He's, he's, he's beating, already beating SC in recruiting. He's getting all the best defensive players from SoCal anyways. You know, they got Nike up there. I don't, I, I'd be surprised if he was willing to jump ship. I would like it. I think he's a cool guy, uh, good, good CEO, good leader, but um, I, I'd be shocked. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it'll happen. Why are you going to leave for, I guess right now, I hate to say this, the second or freaking third in command in the conference for you, the perennial top dog in recent memory, you're on your path to the CFP potentially this year. Um, yeah. You have created something special there. You have all the backing and money you could possibly want. It would just be, do you want to come to Southern California and try to replicate on even a greater level that success? I didn't know this. He was uh, one of Saban's main guys. Uh, didn't know that. He learned underneath him. He was his main recruiter. So the dude's just a freak of nature with recruiting. Secondly, grew up in the SEC. So I guess it's interesting because I feel like maybe his calling, if he's to leave Oregon, is going to go to one of the perennial Mm. SEC teams. Yeah. Um, But man, I would love it. And I'd love to puncture Oregon. Can you imagine poaching? What are they going to do if that happens? And this list we're talking about here, that's what Oregon's going to be looking at. 
Uh, that yep. sounds really tasty. Put that in my top three or four that I would really like to see happen, which I if like you it. told me that before the season started, I kind of would have laughed at you. That Ohio State W, those recruiting classes, the energy he brings, and where we are at the moment uh, makes me feel real good about that. Uh, let's shift, shift gears real quick. Um, I'm just going to give you these ridiculous ones that I literally heard talk radio discussing this morning. Um, Jim Tressel. <laughs> Jim Tressel? Does he, is he the head coach of Youngstown State right now? Who is, no, he's no. the school president. He's the school president, bro. At Youngstown State? Yeah. That is amazing. Go Penguins, by the way. Um, uh, that's ridiculous. Next. Thank you. Bill O'Brien. Not as ridiculous, but I would not like this. I I would like it. I, I would like it. Yes, yes. Here's why. So so all the all the all the fanboy media people were just crushing him for what he was doing with the Texans. He 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 was the head coach. He was the GM. He made all the personnel decisions. Um, I, he might he might have been calling plays at one point in his career. Just way too much on his plate. The Texans, by the way, are an absolute dysfunctional organization. They're embarrassing. I feel bad for all their players. Um, and Bill O'Brien, he he was just the head coach there, so I can't really judge him as as a coach based on what he did. With the Texans. Um, he was able to get them to the playoffs. He did have Deshaun Watson, who's a great player. Um, I don't know how much um, you know it was, it was Deshaun versus him, but Nick Saban just hired him at Bama. He's now Bama's offensive coordinator, which is a good look for him. That's where coaches go to kind of re- re- rehabilitate their careers. So it w- wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst hire. From what I see from him on TV and, and, and interviews, he seems like a pretty cool guy, seems likable, seems like a, a good dude, a player's coach. Um, I, I wouldn't hate it. Interesting. Uh, and yep. remember, he came from Penn State in the midst of all of that scandal. That's right. He was the one to steer them through that. Um, yeah, interesting. Again, I don't love it personally. It's a little less far-fetched than the first one I mentioned. And now this one I'm going to round it out with. Okay. Coach Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I love I love that you threw that out there. That would be that would be fun for a few months until the season started and that would just that would be uh that would ta- tailspin out of control fast, I think. And that, a not, lack not, of institutional not, control waiting to happen. Not that Dion is, is not a mature guy and, and like couldn't handle it, but like he's he's Deion Sanders, he's famous, he's rich. What 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 makes you think he's gonna go into the film room and put in hours and hours and hours of film tape, hit the recruiting trail, and just really grind? I, I don't see that happening. Nothing. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, somebody was really railing against somebody <laughs> who was making fun of them for that. All right. Um, here is my under the radar what I think would be home run ish hires. Um, and actually one of them I'm, I'm not sure on. So that's going to be the question mark. But if you're to ask me my number one, you want to blow this thing out of the water. This is going to come out of left field here. You probably saw it in the group thread last night. Give me Joe Brady. Ooh, okay. Okay. I like it. I like where your head's at. He is the current offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Um, before that, he famously won the national championship. Uh, Coach O hopefully sent him a nice gift basket, a nice thank you for helping him win that natty, him and Joe Burrow, of course, because that was all them. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. I, I, To be honest, I don't know a ton about him. I know he's a young guy, probably a few years older than us. Um, 31. Has, he's 31 right now? Let's see if he's older or younger than you. Give me a second. Wow. Here. 
Liam and I are also 31, by the way. Interesting. Joe Brady was born September 23rd, 1989. Uh, happy birthday in nine days to Joe Brady. Uh, come on out to fight on, man. Uh, yeah, young. Yo. Um, he is apparently rumored to be in waiting in the wings to be the next Sean McVay. He's going to go be a head coach yeah. in the NFL, probably at 33. Could this lure him out of there? And I'm talking pay this guy. Pay this guy a ridiculous amount of money. And maybe we become like the Rams that year that went to the Super Bowl. What was Sean McVay, 33 years old? Give me something like that. Give me something. It's so funny, though. He's had a a career ascent that's absurd. He was just the passing game coordinator for LSU when he was 29. Now he's going on second year of O coordinator in Carolina. Whoa. Carolina Panthers. I know. Pretty crazy, man. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the same realm. 32-year-old NFL offensive coordinator. Give me Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. I like him. Um, Again, haven't seen him much on TV. Don't know much about his personality. I know that he um, – does he hold the record for most wins as a starting starting quarterback in FBS maybe for Boise State? Of course Um, he does. Of course he does, yeah. But um, oh, Chris Peterson guy, by the way, we talked about him earlier. He played for Chris Peterson. Um, he's Cowboys offensive coordinator. You know, the Cowboys are kind of a joke. The defense sucks, but their offense is pretty good. I'll, I'll give him that. So, I don't know. I think I would like it. You know, I I, I like the young guys. Um, just more relatable to the kids nowadays. Look at Jim Harbaugh. He seems like a dinosaur. I don't I don't understand how any kid would want to commit to him. Um, so I, I wouldn't hate that. I, I would like that. I'd be excited about it. Jim Harbaugh is the Graham Mertz of coaches. <laughs> oh, man. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. A lot of hype, a lot of glitz, a lot of glamour. No wins, no production. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's stay in the offensive coordinator world. This one coming from your neck of the woods. Give me Tony Elliott, Clemson offensive coordinator. Um, I know nothing about him. Nothing. All Fair I know enough. Is- I didn't until 36 <laughs> hours ago, my friend. Hey, all I know is that Dabo Sweeney is is God down in Clemson, South Carolina. I mentioned on our last pod that Alabama is a factory. I compared them to, to Ford Motor Company up in Detroit. Uh, Clemson is similar success to Bama over the last five, six years. They're, they're a family. They they All their coaches stay forever. They get all their players to stay to their senior year. And it's just a, just one big family. So I don't know how much it is Tony Elliott versus Dabo and, and the family culture that he's created versus the players. Um, you tell me, man. What, what have you heard about him? Uh, fiery guy. Uh, I- I- exciting. Uh, these kids want to run through walls for him. I think he takes a lot of that from Dabo. Uh, he's turned down a decent amount of very notable jobs in the college world. I think some assistant jobs in the NFL as an offensive coordinator. He's waiting very, very carefully to pick his next move. Um, Don't know if he'd want to come out to California. I do believe he's originally from here. Not sure if that Mm. carries any weight. You you always look at those relationships. You know, Urban's wife is from Southern California. Uh, Every time he's in Southern California, (laughs) that guy looks like he just got out of a massage just hit a 10-game parlay. Urban feels at home in SoCal. So that's what a lot of people will say. Uh, In the case of Tony Elliott, I think he planned to play high school ball here, um, but obviously spent quite some time uh, now down in the Carolinas. Uh, So very interesting for us to see what might happen there. I have one more offensive coordinator for you going back to the NFL world. I don't know how I feel about this. And this might be my Pete Carroll moment. This guy gets the job. I'm like, ah, lukewarm on it. And again, I don't necessarily think, and the expectation, even though it's great, cannot be for this person to be Pete Carroll. That's not at all what I'm saying. 
I want to compete for national titles every few years. I want to be in that mix. And Pete had ridiculous success, 34 games in a row, you know, XYZ, you name it. I'm not saying that, um, but I am going to compare the slight, mm, I don't know, mediocre reception this gentleman might get compared to some of the other names out there, but what he might be able to do, and that is Eric Bieniemy. I knew it. I knew you were going him. Yeah. Um, Bieniemy. So I, I don't know much about him. I've, I've never seen him, seen an interview with him on TV. Don't know how he sounds. I don't know how he's going to relate to players. All I know is that everyone in the media just keeps keeps saying how, oh, he needs this job. He needs that job. Oh, my gosh. How come he's not getting this job? How come he's not getting that job? Well, bottom line is he's not getting those jobs. So th- there's got to be a reason. I don't know if, if, if it's him or if he is, is just being smart with his career and not taking bad jobs. Like, for example, the Philadelphia Eagles, that's, a, that's an awful job. You saw what they did to, to Doug Peterson. That's terrible. I kind of feel bad for him. So that's a good, good miss on that one. Um, Jacksonville, I don't know if they considered him or not. Uh, Detroit, that's a bad job. I, I wouldn't want that job either. So he, ho- hopefully he's, he's being picky with, with the jobs that he's passing on in the NFL. And it's not that, that other teams don't want him, but I, that's, that's really all I know. Absolutely. Um, he, for everybody out there who is unfamiliar, which again, some of these names I wasn't terribly familiar with, or at least like their, their history, where they've been, where they coach. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, under the Andy Reid tree, he is and, and, obvious. By the, way, yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah, Andy Reid's offensive coordinator. It's hard for me to really say how good of a coach Eric Bieniemy really is because Andy Reid essentially is the offensive coordinator, teaches everything, and calls the plays. So, what does Bieniemy actually do? I honestly don't even know. Have no clue. Exactly. And, and if he is reduced a little bit more to the role of like a quarterbacks coach, well, hey, you got Pat Mahomes, generational talent, yes, <laughs> but he had him adapt to the NFL game. So. A lot of credit due to him, but you're correct. We don't exactly know how much of the mix is him because Andy Reid is a bit, um, uh, you know, overbearing at times and gets his hand in everything, at least on the offensive side of the ball. So one more name I want to throw at you, one more big name. You're going to be surprised that I say this because, you know, uh, in the past I haven't liked him much, but I'm going to throw out Brian Kelly. And (laughs) you're going to laugh because, you know, his sideline antics towards his quarterbacks over the past 10 years or so have not been great when a coach is red in the face screaming at the player coming off the sideline. I don't love that. Um, But, you know, like we said a couple pods ago, I think he he coaches at Notre Dame. It's in northern Indiana. It's cold. It's in the middle of nowhere. They're not in a conference. They don't play for anything except for a national championship. He's still able to get kids to go there. He's he's a really good coach. Um, he's an excellent uh, recruiter on the offensive and defensive line. And let's be honest, people, that's how football is won and lost on the offensive and defensive line and quarterback play. I know all you fantasy nerds out there think that wide receivers and running backs win the games, but that is not true. It's about O-line and D-line. I think Brian Kelly can recruit that as, as well as anybody. And identify that type of talent so i would not hate brian kelly coming home to usc coming home bold words uh i <laughs> don't love it i i don't think it would be bad i think he would have success i mean he's proven success there and i think that this is a an easier opportunity to prove success on a great scale T- tell me why you don't love it because he's the your rival notre dame's coach you hate him forever uh 
uh, that has a little bit to do with it, but I don't know. He's just kind of a guy that doesn't get you feeling super excited for some reason. <laughs> like just in general, even if it's not from a rival, if he was coming out, where was he before? Cincinnati as well or something Cincinnati. like that? Yeah, Cincinnati. yeah. If, if you pose that and he's the Cincinnati coach right now, I think I kind of feel the same. I'm like, no, I mean, he's a good coach and he can do some good things, but it just, it, it's a, it's about wins and losses. So I need to, st- I need to put my ego aside and say that he would get dubs. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to let these other superficial things creep in. Like he just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I know what you <laughs> if mean. He's on, yeah. If he's on a dating app, like I just, I don't know if I'm swiping. <laughs> way, man. You're swiping left on that guy for sure. <laughs> I've been out of the game a long time. Is that good or bad? Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I miss the, uh, I think you and I both miss the online dating world. So I, I don't know which, which way is good, which way is bad, but, um, I mean, you know, he's you know, uh, un- unlike, I, th- I think he's up there with, n- not not in the category, but he's up there with Urban, with Dabo, with Nick Saban. He doesn't have the fancy national title to go next to his name. But I think if he coached in the, in the SEC, maybe even like Texas or Oklahoma, I think he could have a national championship next to his name. I think that's the one thing missing from him to uh, kind of put him over the top and to be considered an elite coach in the sport. But he just, he's stuck at Notre Dame, no conference. They're just kind of put in the playoff because the committee likes him and they have a lot of fans. So I'd like You've to see him in, in a real conference. To, to, to come have, around them, Brian Kelly. I know you said it before, but man, <laughs> to pose him for this role, that's uh, that's something. So yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll see how this all plays out. We're all on this roller coaster and we don't know exactly when it ends. You, you said, man, I have grown a little bit as, as a person. I've matured. I now, as, as a young 30-year-old, 31-year-old, I now watch these games on TV and I, I just, I can see that they're children. I did, it wasn't like like that when I was back in college when I was their age, but some of this, the mistakes they make and the stuff they do on the field is just so stupid. So they look like kids. I don't blame him for getting in the in, in their faces as much as he does. I wouldn't. I would. I would love if it wasn't on TV. But I mean, it's game day, so they're all going to be on TV. But that's just going to going to be what you, what you see. But um, I've kind of come around on him a little bit more over the last few years. All uh, parting words for Clay Helton. So it is true in what you just said. We need a leader of young men but at the same time you need to be able to coach them up get those wins coach in game not get absolutely blasted by the coaching moves of david shaw who is a great coach uh we need somebody who can do that on the field and bring in the talent by the way keep your eye on the oakland raiders season this year let's see if things go sideways let's see if if uh the, the owner gets antsy Let's see if, Mark, if uh, John Gruden gets antsy. We'll, we'll just see what happens there. I'll just, I'll, I'll just leave you with that. We'll see. Whoa. Maybe that'll be another crystal ball that seems to come true for you. Um, you know, keep, keep your ears open and, uh, you know, listen to a lot of this uh, sports talk. And even if the ideas are ridiculous like Deion Sanders, it's fun to speculate <laughs> and run through all these scenarios. Um, but I, I, I do think that they pulled the trigger on a roughly $12 million buyout. They did not do that, especially because we've had some other things we've had to pay out in terms of scandals and settlements lately. They did not do that if they weren't going to make a splash. That, I think more than anything, makes me most excited about this coaching search. The fact that they pulled the trigger after week two, they're first in line. Yes, they're you know a blue blood, uh, arguably a top four to eight job, depending on who you are. Um, so they should be front of line for most people, but they made sure yes. to get front of line this time. So been good audio it's been great thank you everybody we'll see you next week have fun this weekend